Welcome, my friends. This is The Rise to Top, the number one show for mediapreneurs. I'm David Seitman Garland, all about helping you build that kick butt platform online and grow your audience like a weed and make that bling bling, but doing it all the right way. Doing it the right way, not the way that makes you say, ew, like in the traditional sense of the word. So, welcome and uh, very excited today to be joined by John Romanella. Now, if you don't know Johnny, and I know he's been on a lot of blogs and shows and stuff lately, he is someone that has not only does he have a new book out where he got a seven-figure book deal, but he went from basically zero to one of the top fitness bloggers and content creators online in just like basically about a year. And so in today's interview with the man known as Roman, I wanted to kind of pick his brain about how he approached that. Like how did he go from someone that was literally unknown in the fitness world, in the online world, you know, with no background with a ton of fan base or audience or things like that. I wanted to know how he elevated his game and then how he now is leveraging that game into, you know, multiple seven figures doing stuff. We got some high level shiznit uh, coming up today on the rise to the top. Now, before we get started, a couple things here. Mentioned this before lately, but, you know, I've got kind of what I would call a more advanced course coming out called Create Awesome Online Courses, which is all about teaching you how to package up what you already know and turn it into a kick butt online course that sells 24/7. And you know, the top mediapreneurs, top podcasters, bloggers, web show hosts, video bloggers, etc., they're, you know, myself included, the number one source of revenue in so many cases is creating these kick butt courses. So, I'm going to teach you exactly how to do it step by step, and I've got some free training coming out, and then I've got the actual course for those that are interested. Sign up free slash Courses. Very excited about that. Um, let's see. And essential tools for mediapreneurs. I want to thank our sponsor, GoToMeeting. Um, you know, GoToMeeting is one of my essential tools uh, that I use all the time for my business. And that's why they're a sponsor. It's not the other way around. It's not like they came to me and said, hey, you know, can you use this? I was like, hey, I use this. I want to share with it, uh, share it with you guys. So, you know, really what's cool about it is that you can not only can you host a meeting from your computer and you can see people face to face now with you know with the video conferencing but also you can also join a meeting from anywhere so your your computer smartphone tablet so you know let's say you're meeting with a couple of members of your virtual team or you know some people like that you want to have an easy way to do it go to meeting is by far the easiest way to do it 45 day free trial the slash go to meeting once again the slash go to meeting and now here's today's episode with roman all right, my friends, so joined today by one of my good buddies, and we haven't talked in a while, and I just cannot wait to catch up with him while you guys get to listen in, like little people that listen in on things. Uh, John Romanella, a.k.a. Roman, is here. What's up, my man? Great to have Thanks you. Thanks so much for having me, man. Great to talk to you. It has been a while. Uh, things, are, things are just rocking and rolling over here. You know, things, really, really exciting developments, which we can talk about, but yeah, it's always got, nice to sit down and chat. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today. I mean, you got a new book out. You got a lot of stuff going on. Um, you know, what's interesting, though, I, I would love to even start, give us, first of all, for people that, that are just meeting you on the show, right, right now, they've been under a rock or whatever, give us the very, very kind of quick Cliff's Notes version of who you are and what you do. Sure. Super abridged version is that I went through a body transformation when I was about 19 or 20 years old. I was in college studying some really sort of like abstract, obtuse things. Uh, graduated with a degree that I cannot use. So, um, what was your degree? Started, I'm sorry? What was your degree? 
I graduated with a double major in psychobiology and English with a history minor. All right, cool. I was a women's studies major, so... so oh, so right. So we're both go. very interesting to talk to, but not qualified to hold jobs of any kind. Well, well said. <laughs> so uh, I, I had gone through this body transformation and started training people just because they were asking a lot of advice. So around 21, I found a, a great mentor who was mentioned frequently throughout my book, and mentorship is really big. I'm really, you know, I, I really think that it's important and uh, and sort of necessary to grow. And built a, a really, really fantastic personal training business. I built a, a six-figure business by the time I was 24 years old and continued to run it until I was around 28 or 29. And then in 2009, brought the business mostly online. I still do some in-person training, but started a blog in 2009. And by 2010, it was I was uh, ranked as... One of the um, the, mo the hundred most influential people in health and fitness and all these things. So it's been really cool. What I really do is um, create information products, do coaching of various kinds for both fitness and business, and now write books. My first book is uh, is in stores now. It's called Engineering the Alpha: A Real World Guide to an Unreal Life. It's published by Harper One, which is the San Francisco imprint of Harper Collins. And um, depending, uh, when are you going to air this, may I ask? We are going to air this in May uh, at well, some point. Sure. I like how we're like foreseeing the future right now. People are going to be like, I'm listening and it's June. They're gonna blow, their mind's going to be blown. But I think it's, yeah, it will be out in, I want to say a little bit or mid-May-ish, if you will. Sure. Okay. So then I can announce that uh, as of yesterday, we found out that the book debuted at number four on the New York Times bestseller wow, list. Wow, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, so really exciting stuff. So that's that's kind of who I am and what I've been up to. I, I also do a lot of angel investing and advising for about a dozen companies, and have uh, have my own like sort of like fitness based startup that is launching in June as well. So you guys could check that out. It's it's sort of like um like uh, Birchbox or or Foodsy, but it's for fitness stuff. So every, it's called Fitbox, thefitbox.com, and every month you got workouts, uh, diet plans, recipes, and of course all sorts of like free junk that that everybody likes, supplements, snacks, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know what's what's funny here, by the way, if we're to sum up. You got a lot of shit going on. Basically, if we're gonna sum it up into a nutshell, you got a lot of shit going on. And there's a lot of cool stuff there. I mean, and that's awesome news about the book. And by the way, I'm about I'm about three fourths of the way through the book. I actually read about one out of a thousand books that come through here. Unfortunately, I wish I would, I wish I could read more, you know. But I am I'm just loving. It. I love the style. So you know, it's it's what I love about your style, and this is a good lesson in general, Roman, is that you have a style. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you can very quickly know that if you wrote it or or you know or someone else did, which which I love about you. So I, I want to talk about kind of turning the clock back a little bit because it's such an interesting point of how someone goes from having this personal training business, you know, and kind of doing that to becoming one of the top influencers in a very, very crowded niche uh, in, a, in about a year, um, you know, really in that 2009, 2010 area. So there's a couple of kind of angles to go here, but I think an interesting one to talk about um, is sort of, you know, bucket number one being how you built your audience online. Um, obviously, you had some clients, you had some things, but what were sort of the key wins for you in terms of how you were able to build this credibility and following? Well, for me, the, the most obvious thing that I saw was that if you went to a given fitness professional site, Everybody has that little marker that says as seen in and you know for business sites it's Forbes and Business Insider right, right. and Wall Street Journal. 
And those are, those are credibility markers. And for me, it was always like, well, I just need the more of those logos I have on my website, the better off I'll be. And that's sort of like this weird, uh, almost ego-driven perspective, but it has turned out to be very true. Because getting published in Men's Health, Men's Fitness, Men's Journal, uh, Maximum Fitness, you know, I, I, all of them, all the, all the way down to the more obscure ones, um, those things help for credibility when people come to your site, but they also help people get to your site because the more often you're getting published in the more magazines, the, the, just sort of the more obvious you become in the industry, the more often people who are observing are hearing your name. So I, I happen to produce very, very good content, and I also happen to be a very good writer. And so it was not difficult for me to get published because generally speaking in the fitness industry, people either have exceptionally high-level content and they're not great writers, and so the editors need to do a lot of work, or people might be you know, writers who are passing fair and simply don't have the content. So I am certainly not the absolute best at either of those things, but I'm one of the few guys who could straddle both worlds fairly effectively, and I think that's really important. So yeah. if you are a capable writer, then just start to dominate your niche by getting published in every magazine and, and publication and newspaper in that niche, but also in ones that are peripheral to it. Uh, you know, some examples include I've gotten published in the, the lifestyle guide in, in Birchbox Man for stuff about how to make your skin look better or um, stuff about increasing testosterone, all of these other things. So you know, right. I, I, I look at the health and beauty sort of spaces as, as tied together. There's health and fitness and health and beauty. So that health piece sort of straddles both worlds. And, and I think it's, it was important for me to get, uh, to get published in as many places as possible. And that, you know, created a lot of links back to my site and a lot of awareness about me. And that's really how it began. Yeah. Uh, now I got to dig, I got to dig on this one. You know, I'm going to get my little shovel out, you know, we're yep. going to shovel and we're going to go in there. And by the way, good use of the word straddle. Um, so let, let, let's talk about this for a second here. First of all, by the way, totally agree with you. Um, you know, those credibility kind of, you know, logos, you know, as we know, they're still huge now, even though sometimes people overlook them, meaning like you don't realize how big they are until you hear the perception of other people because people view those as being a big credibility viewer. And that's why you see on a lot of product launch pages, on blogs, websites, mediapreneur sites, you see those logos because they, they, they make a difference. They really do. Now, yeah. I all get it. I, I get it, meaning like, you know, getting the links back, all the importance of it. But people are going to be sitting here and they're saying, okay, this all sounds great and I understand this sounds important, but Roman, how the hell did you get your first one with this when you're going? Like, how did you, do you, do you like, you know, do you sleep with the editor? Like, how did oh, you get actually, the first this, one? This is actually a really interesting story because the first editor that I ever started aggressively pitching is, uh, is now one of my best friends, and he is the co-author of his book, and I am actually conducting this interview from his house in Santa Monica. So this is, oh, wow. this is Adam Bornstein, the former fitness editor of Men's Health, and then from there he went over to Livestrong.com as the editorial director, and is now the editor editor-at-large and and does a lot of business consulting okay cool so how did you go that how did you go how do you tell us the, the whole story here this is going back to uh 2009 and in around june i found out that there is like a gen it's like editors at menshealth.com and i just sent in a general pitch and then they directed me first to adam campbell who was like the executive editor 
And then Adam Campbell directed me to Adam Bornstein, my co-author. And so I started, you know, building a dialogue with Adam, like, hey, you know, this is who I am. This is, these are a couple of places that I've written for. Um, it's important to know that I was writing for bodybuilding websites going back to 2002. Uh, and the, the way I first got published at my first bodybuilding website was to just write a kick-ass article and send it in, and they published it the next week. Cool. So it was, uh, cool. I don't really know how that happened. I just, I, I had a good command of the voice of that magazine. Well, except that well, I like, I like, by the way, a little side note there that you were able to, I like that you just sent the whole thing in. You're like, here you go. You know what I'm saying? Like you didn't say, oh, I could write something for you because they'd be like, yeah, no, but you were just like, here it is. It kicks butt. I can, I can, I can picture how that happened. Right. Yeah. And so they, you know, cause magazines and, and websites are just like any blogger. They need content and they need it now and it has to be good. So I just thought if I could make myself very useful to these people, then I'll have an easier time getting published. So I started pitching Adam. Here's who I am. Here's a couple of links to my past works. And um, I, I would love to write for men's health. Ballsy, so I like it. We started a dialogue. Ballsy. And he was like, all right, well, here's this new thing we're doing for men's health. We're going to send you a test that you have to take and to, to sort of check your proficiency. So... Really what that was is just they give you this sample client and you have to design a program for them based on whatever uh, specific goals or contraindications they have. So I did that in about 15 minutes and I sent it back to him and he was pretty, pretty impressed with how quickly I got it back to him and how comprehensive it was. And then I started pitching him ideas and it just took a while because Men's Health is a very political organization and if you don't have... Um, if, if you're not one of their main guys, which I have since become, mm -hmm. if you're not one of their main guys, it's really hard to get in. So it took about three months of like pitching. I, I, I would follow up with Adam every day for two weeks, then every other day for like three weeks, and then every Tuesday for like three weeks. And uh, I just like Tuesday at 1130 because I figured that's like right before he, he was, uh, or I think it was 130 right after he got back from lunch. Pitching, you know, this is, this is my idea. This is what I think I can do. Etc. So finally, he hits me back and he said, "Hey, I have this thing you'd be good for. I, I need 200 words on calf training as a sidebar to this article, and I need it by three o'clock if you can do it." Hmm. Now he had sent that email at around 11 a.m. and I was with clients, and then I saw it at like 1:45. So yeah, you, you had to get your uh, you had to get your quick shoes on here. Right. So I got it back to him by, I think, 2.18. It was in his inbox. So, <laughs> you know, cause, so I hustled. I mean, that's the big thing, right? You know, you really got to have a fast turnaround. And you made yourself like, available. Right. You know, so I canceled one of my clients in order to, to write that 200-word piece. And I, I think it was Mark Twain who said, I didn't have time to write you a short letter, so I wrote you a long one. And for <laughs> me, writing 200 words, writing 2,000 or 5,000 words is very easy. Writing 200 is very hard. So I put a lot of work into it. And that was how I got into men's health. And then I just started pitching articles and they started getting in. And same thing happened with, uh, from there, I was able to leverage men's health to get into men's fitness and live strong. Yep. And then when I did my first product launch, I had all those fancy little logos on my site. And the product launch created, uh, which we could talk about, but you know, we, we discussed it in our other interview. Um, the product launch created a lot of awareness in the industry, and that just sort of led more magazines to me.
Okay, interesting. But I mean, like, it's but I love talking product launches anyway. I mean, we could talk about this yeah. stuff all day. I love talking about this stuff in general. So it's interesting though how your kind of strategy, if you will, um, besides having your own home base and doing your, you know, obviously writing your blog and all the different stuff that you had going on, um, is you really, you know, you kind of went after the uh, the sort of the prettiest girl at the dance if you yeah. will, uh, and then all the other pretty girls uh, you could leverage to from there. Uh, terrible analogy, but we're going to go with it because that's how I'm feeling today. Um, but the idea there that, again, once you get one big one, right, it's easier to then say to the other ones, hey, I was on men's health or I was on whatever it might be in the industry. Um, now, one quick question on that because then I want to talk. I want to get more into the business model and a little bit more on audience building. But I, I, I'm curious, um, you know, your writing ability speaks for itself. You're a very unique writer. You got some cool stuff going on. Um, for people that are out there, you know, and I'm going to assume that they know their stuff, right? That are listening to this. Everyone knows their stuff, like the back of their hand. Um, and they're approaching something that's a relatively large or crowded market like you did. Is there any like kind of quick tip from your experience or anything that you've seen that would make them, you know, like make sure you can stick out from the pack by trying something a little different? Is there anything that you've learned from your years of doing this that you could, that kind of uh, works out as advice that way? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, with regard to your writing ability, it's important to demonstrate a very obvious skill set in terms of being able to adapt to the voice of the publication. When I write my blog, I have a very definitive voice, so that helps me stand out yep. in that arena. But what really stands out about me is my mimicry. I can write a men's health article and make it sound like men's health. I can write a men's fitness article and make it sound like men's fitness. And so the less editing you need to do to an article or an editor needs to do, the more likely you are to get published. That's just, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's less work. And so when editors get a piece or a pitch from you, the first thing they do is go back to your website. That's the, your dynamic resume. You know, if your email is john at johnsmithfitness.com, they're going to see that and then they just go to johnsmithfitness.com and they check out your stuff. And so if you have a voice, they're going to notice that you have a good voice and they're going to notice that you can amplify it or mute it depending on the publication. And that's a very valuable skill. So that helps. So kind of being, uh, kind of be, being able to be a chameleon in this case. Absolutely. Being a chameleon. I like that. It's a great tip. So uh, last question then on audience building is, uh, and then I want to talk a little bit about kind of products and stuff in general and get into the bling bling a little bit. Um, but in terms of, so your major strategy to sum up was basically to be able to write either what one time or consistently for different publications. Was that your major yeah. online audience strategy that worked kind of like Novocaine, just give it thesis, time? My main thesis for building your audience and building your platform is be absolutely everywhere. Got it. Be everywhere and, and try to be everywhere at once for like a week. Uh, we just did this, this book launch. The book came out on April... 16th and uh during that week alone adam and i we had i think we published 15 articles yep. 20 podcasts we were on forbes we were on uh on men's health room men's fitness stack for our work week <laughs> huffington post tim ferris's site uh you know tweets from tucker max on reddit uh, I mean, it was just like a, a full media takeover because yeah it was a firestorm it, Right, and that's that was really my operating thesis. Because if you look at the thing, the people who are the most successful in life, the most who make the most money, it's celebrities, right? Or or it's tech companies. And when Apple launches a new product, 
the advertisements are literally everywhere. They put up new billboards. They're on, you know, all the the, yeah. the podcasts. Blanket that, it, you know, blanket. Right. And the same thing with celebrities. When, you know, Brad Pitt has a new movie out, he does the, the talk show circuit, and he talks about that movie ad nauseum for two and a half weeks straight. And so that was my philosophy. If it works for those industries, there's no reason it couldn't work for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And also what I've noticed too is that, you know, when you're getting started, right, which is a big difference. So when you're getting started, um, let's just say your first couple of years of being, building your mediapreneur platform, right? Yeah. I think it's a positive and I'm, I'm sure you agree with me, uh, really take any opportunity, right? Like if you need, if someone wants to interview you or do this or do that, like you're going to jump on pretty much everything because you need to, right? Early on. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. Like, like yes is your favorite word the first couple of years for yeah, sure. Yeah, you, you have to you know, keep saying yes until you're in a position where you have to learn how to say no. And then, you know, and, right. What I always like to say is that in the beginning, you have to be Gary Vaynerchuk, and then eventually you could be Tim Ferriss. Uh, and that's particularly true with interaction. You know, Gary's so all about respond to every email, whereas Tim is like, fuck email, I hate that. Right. So in the beginning, I responded to every single email. I was hyper-responsive to my readers, to my customers. But there comes this point where you, you just can't get to every single one, or you'll just answer email. And then you have to be very protective of your time after that. So again, the soundbite, for those who are interesting, in the beginning, it helps to be like Gary Vaynerchuk, and then later on, you probably need to become Tim Ferriss. Yep, great point. And then you start to kind of orchestrate more like, okay, I'm, I'm going to have a media blackout until I have something big coming out. You know what I mean? It just it changes how you approach things later on, for sure. Right. Um, so that great points there in general, Roman. Now, I want to ask a little bit about, we talked about this last time, so we're not going to get into like, you know, very specifics on kind of product launching, but I want to ask some questions because there's here's a challenge in our community as a whole, okay? The the challenge that's out there and it continues to exist is the balance between creating free content and growing an audience and monetizing by, let's just in this case say, an information product and balancing those things out um, in terms of, you know, there's people that start with a product, then they build the platform. There's people that start with a platform, then they build a product. There's people that build a platform and then they forget to do a product and then they make no money. Um, so there's, there's, there's these, all these kind of different philosophies out there. What kind of philosophy did, did you fall under? Did you like have a point where you're like, okay, finally I'm going to do a product? Did you have one in mind when you started? Like, how did you get to the point where you're like, okay, damn it, I'm ready to launch an information product? Uh, I, I had an idea for a product for a while, but I wanted to sort of have a big launch and enter sort of with a bang. So I, I sat on it for quite a while. I think my blog launched in May of 2009 and the product launched in February of 2010. So I mean, six or seven months of just creating content. So for me, it was better to have a platform, get my name out there, build relationships with affiliates before I started selling something. Interesting. So what was sort of your approach with that? Because I know you were creating the great content. Like, you know, so for example, let me, let me give you an example that of someone that told me something super interesting I thought was, uh, you're familiar with the blog or the site Social Media Examiner? Yes. Okay. So Social Media Examiner, their entire model is based around online events. So, you know, they or now they actually do offline events too, but they have events. They sell event tickets. Okay. And he said, you know what? I'm going to wait and he had a pretty big number in mind. He had, a, he had, and I think this is a possibly even too much, but he said, you know what? I'm going to wait until I have 10,000 email subscribers. When I have 10,000 email subscribers, we're going to start 
creating these events and rock these tickets out, okay? And, and that being said, he had a lot of connections. He built the 10,000 very quickly, and let's not sneeze. 10,000 is a very large number, okay? I don't care anyone says in the internet space. 10,000 is a very large number. I'm curious for you, did you have something in mind, like I want to get to a certain point, or I want to have, you know, like was there something where you're like, it's go time, 5,000 people, 2,000 people, like was there a number, or how did you decide on that? Uh, no, I just, I, I, I knew when there would sort of be a soft spot in the market for me, like, you know, in the fitness industry, January is pretty crazy. December, nobody buys things. January, everyone's like in the gym and then they start clearing out in the middle of February. So I just thought that the middle of February, February 15th was when we launched the project. That would be a good soft spot. It's, you know, you're still dealing with people who want to burn off weight after the holidays, but it's sort of, you know, still technically close enough to the springtime. I just thought it was a good spot. So I, I picked my, my soft spot and then really just went out of my way to make sure things were ready by then. Okay, interesting. So for people that are kind of in that, I don't know, the first year or two phase of this, you know, because a common question I get is like, when is it like, oh, you know, when should I launch my first product is a common question that I hear all the time. You know what I mean? When should I launch that course or when should I launch that ebook or when should I launch that membership site like what, what's what's your rule of thumb with that um I, so there's two philosophies you know it's like people aren't gonna what's the point of making people listen to you if you don't have something to sell them and then the other philosophy is what's the point of having something to sell if you don't have everyone anyone to listen to you um they're both valid it really depends on the type of personality you are for me and my business coaching clients it's always better to build your platform before you launch a product so is there's there's no specific time it's when the the market is ready and you'll get a sense of when the market is ready for your product so i know that these are really not hard actionable answers but i'm not a hard actionable guy i do everything in my life by feel i i'm just sort of a go with your gut think with your dick kind of guy so um when, when when the market is ready, you know, make a move. Yeah, and by the way, I'm the same way with the gut, you know, for sure. Won't get into the dick, yeah. but we'll get into the gut. Uh, is, is, you know, in terms of, you know, I had someone ask me that question the other day. They're like, you know, how many subscribers or something should I have before I launch something? And I'm like, dude, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, I wanted to tell him like, 3,000. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, that would have been a total BS answer because... You're right. It's like a feel. It's like it's like you just know. It's like your time to go here. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and I think that you know, while social media examiner that example I gave, the only reason I give that example is because it's so concrete, and I've never heard anyone else say it. Right. <laughs> do, you right. I mean? do you know what I mean? Like, I'm the same sure. way. It's not like I was like, oh, I'm gonna wait till I get to X amount of people, and then I'm gonna do it. It was just like I felt like it was ready to go, and I I, I was like, let's do this. You know? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's always my philosophy. When you're ready, you're ready. You know, you just know. It's like it's like falling in love. You just know when you're ready. Yeah, exactly. And so I want to shift here. Last last few minutes here. Um, let's talk about. I'm curious about the behind the scenes. You know, we saw on Tim Ferriss's blog. I'll link it up. Uh, great article about kind of that. You you got the seven figures for the book deal and all that kind of stuff. But backing up from that, um, why at this point in your career? And you know where you're going with your business and stuff like this. Was it important to do this sort of big capstone, big ass book and book launch in traditional way? Like, why was this something that was compelling to you? Well, I, I've been a writer before I was anything else. For me, getting a book out, a hard copy book, 
was a foregone conclusion. I told my mother when I was eight years old, I want to write a book. And so that's been in the back of my head for now 22 years. And so when I first actually developed my first information product, I was working on a treatment for a book. And then when I learned about all the online stuff and the potential to not only make money, but to make a bigger impact, I thought I will write a book later. I'll do this for now and build my platform. And for me, there, there have always been lofty goals outside of the fitness industry and outside of the internet world. And I believe that the book is a necessary stepping stone. For example, I think it's a pretty well-known fact at this point that one of my ambitions is, is television. And in fact, I have you know, several production companies approaching me fairly frequently to, to develop something around me. Nothing has been the exact right fit. But I think that there's value there. I think that I could, I could sort of you know, push the fitness industry forward and set us, set us some... <clears throat> some certain um, TV trainers who who the fitness industry does not very does not regard very highly. So I believe that uh, one of the necessary steps along that way is to get a book deal. So mm. there's a couple of reasons. Not only because I have this emotional tie to books, and I've always wanted. I, I think when we first met with our publisher, I told them I would write a book for free. Uh, my goal is to just have a situation where my mother could walk into Barnes and Noble and see my book on the shelf. <laughs> right. That was, that's what I wanted. And I also knew that, um, I guess the way to put it is that it would, it would push the business forward. It would be a stepping stone to greater things. So those were the two reasons. And as for why now, there's a few reasons, but the first is that I felt that it was the right time for this message and for me to put it out there. Mm-hmm. simply because I knew it would be received and I knew that my platform had grown big enough and my network had grown uh, powerful enough to help me make it a success. And I, I believe, you know, in, in Tim Ferriss's blog post, I wrote uh, about Happy Gilmore and uh, the example that I use is about the, the end of that movie. Oh, yeah, with the thing and it falls over and he's like, I'll just win it now, that one. I'll just win now, right. I always, like, I'm only interested in home runs. I don't want a base hit. I want a home run a thousand times out of a thousand. And uh, therefore, I will wait for the perfect pitch. And I'll, I'm very patient. I've been, you know, it's, it's, I've been online for four, almost four years now. And it's, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, this was just the right time. It was your moment. It's the first moment in the sun here of the year for you. Right. I mean, it's cool stuff, man. Now, I want to, before I, I start, uh, we're going to give some links out and some stuff like that. I want to make sure people check out. We're going to link up everything below to engineering the, our man 2.0 engineering the alpha it is a very entertaining interesting different read i've really enjoyed it um if you don't like cursing well you're probably not watching the sh- you're not listening to the show anyway because right. i do it in every show uh so i'm gonna assume that you're good to go uh but that's my only disclaimer but and i appreciate that because i feel like it's a great audience weed out thing anyway um but roman i want to talk also about your marketing of the book um, you guys have really crushed it. I've seen it. Like you said, you've, you've, you've really taken a blanket over the internet here with the book, you know, podcast show. And, and I know everything helps, right? But I'm right. curious, has there been anything in terms of sales that you can measure, uh, that, that has been like either super interesting or surprising or, or kind of an interest, anything that would, you know, cause a lot of people, you can apply book to anything else that you're really promoting out there. So I'm curious, what has worked very, very well for you guys so far here? I mean, obviously, well, reaching number four, big deal. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's the, the we, we use the combination of the traditional media blitz that happens with books and Tim Ferriss's Land Rush and also our traditional affiliate promotion model, you know, launch model where you get all your affiliates to promote and you pay them commission, etc. So for us, um, the thing that worked really well was uh, the media blanket created a lot of awareness and the affiliate model drove a ton of traffic and sold a ton of books. Uh, the, the land rush where we incentivize people to buy anywhere from three to a thousand copies didn't do quite as well as I think we had expected. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. But, um, but it still did well. We sold a lot of bundles of 10 books, a couple of bundles of 100. And so then what we started doing was we went after gym owners and we said, hey, listen, we're on the bestseller list. My speaking fees effectively just tripled, but I'd like to stay on the bestseller list. So instead of paying me 30 grand to come to your gym and give a seminar, just buy X number of the books. And so we work on all of those things. Oh, interesting. So tell me about this affiliate model. Obviously, we understand affiliate models in general. Um, you know, for promoting online products or different things like that. I mean, was this a case of, you know, the affiliate gets a percentage of the book, which is like two bucks or something? Or like, like did no. you have something special or what did you, you yeah. do? Because so I've never actually heard of affiliates with this. This is interesting. Yeah, we, we actually gave the affiliates 0% commission on the book. Okay. But then, you know, in some cases, 85 and in other cases, 100% of the upsells. So we created an upsell oh, flow that okay. would make the book better, price them at uh, anywhere from $19.95 to uh, $97, and affiliates made quite a bit of money on that to incentivize them to launch. So, oh, interesting. So what were some of those upsells? Uh, the first thing we had was an accelerator pack, which it just adds all of these things to sort of help make the program better. I think in that pack were um, extra workouts, uh, body weight workouts if you couldn't get to the gym. Uh, what else was in there? Uh, an origin audio. So just like basic coaching stuff. And yep. then actually there's a, the most valuable thing we offered was a live stream class. So starting, I think it's next week, uh, anyone who picked up that package will have access to us for two hours, uh, two hours a week for a two hour period, one night a week for a period of six weeks or so 12 total hours of coaching. The first hour is a lesson and the second hour is just Q and A and just like you know hanging out and bullshitting, getting to know each other. So that you know that's it's very valuable. It's it's quite a bit of our time and it's personal interaction. Sure. Uh, the second one was a 1995 lifestyle guide. So it just you know covered all the stuff that like guys, some guys are interested in, others aren't. Uh, very very birch box esque. You know we covered grooming products, shaving products, colognes, how to dress, how to network, a little bit about business. So just like how to be awesome in all of these areas of your life outside of the gym. We also offered a, a recipe guide that uh, I created with my fiance. So it's the actual foods that, that we cook. Uh, and by we, I mean she mostly cooks. And you eat. Yeah. And Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I do some cooking. Anytime there's, there's meat to be cooked, like, you know, grilled steak, that's me. Yep. Me too. Me too. In the, in the Garland household here. Right. And then anything that, uh, that requires more than like, five ingredients is is all her <laughs> so very cool but that's such a cool idea by the way is so basically what you're saying to these people because i understand and this is great for people that have affiliates of different things you're saying okay we're gonna put a pet you know like a package or an option or a couple different packages together and then obviously with every package they're purchasing a book as well right right 
And so, and then you, and then you're paying an affiliate a decent commission, and you're selling books, and everyone's happy. So it's kind of a, a great kind of system there. I didn't think about that. That's an interesting idea of doing a kind of an affiliate launch for a book launch. I, did, I don't know if I've ever actually heard of that. I'm sure you're, you know, I don't know if I'm gonna give you full credit. I just know I haven't personally heard of that, and I think it's pretty badass. Why? Thank you. I, I think we should have a hug. You want to have a hug? Let's hug. Let's All right, hug right good. Now. Everyone picture us hugging. It's weird. Okay, so Roman, my man, I want to let you go. I know I know that you've uh, got all kinds of media stuff going on. I can hear that you're probably going to pass out at some point anyway. Um, I'm going to link up the book below, Man 2.0, Engineering the Alpha. Uh, make sure to check it out. It's, it's just an interesting read, and it's very different. And uh, any, other, any other links we want to give out, or just want to go straight for the, uh, straight for the book there, Roman? Uh, go yeah, go for the book. I mean, you guys can pick it up on Amazon. You could pick it up on our site. Uh, and then you know, would love if you checked out some of my sites. I got johnromanello.com where I talk about business and bullshit. And then I got um, Roman Fitness Systems, my main fitness site, where I talk about fitness and and still some bullshit as well. So just uh, just hanging out and check me out on Twitter at at johnromanello. And that's it. You know, just just hang out. Come say hi. Just tweet at me. Cool, man. All right, man. Well, it was always great catching up with you, and uh, we are going to catch up soon, man. I hope, so. I, hope to, I hope to see you soon. Keep up the awesome work, all right? Thank you, man. Really appreciate you having me. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate you listening. And that's it. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, make sure to check out the book, uh, Engineering the Alpha. Uh, I think they set the, the all-time record for saying the word fuck in a book, um, but that is neither here nor there. So that, that is what it is. Uh, so I will see you next time, my friends. Again, therisehop.com slash courses. Enter your email if uh, creating your own online course is up your alley right now. Uh, also, therisehop.com slash VIP if you are you know want episodes like this right to your inbox as well as my short tips on building your kick by flat platform and growing your audience, making the bling bling. Uh, those come out every Monday, new episodes every Thursday. And the way you can get them first, therisetop.com slash VIP. And once again, big thank you to our sponsors, GoToMeeting. Check them out at therisetop.com slash GoToMeeting, 45-day free trial. You know, launch or join a meeting, you know, host it, whatever, using your computer, smartphone, tablet. Really, really cool, essential tool for mediapreneurs. So I will see you next time. I'm David Simon Garland. And remember, if you want some fluff, you know what to do. Go pet a bunny.